As a team leader, I face new challenges every day. Fortunately, I found Teams Global. Their e-learning platform makes it easy to take hyper-relevant courses like giving and receiving feedback, ownership to action, and managing virtual teams. Teams Global allows me to learn on my schedule and at a price I can afford. Check out Teams Global today at T-E-A-M-E-S-Global.com and become the leader that your team needs you to be. Teams Global has a special gift for you, the listeners of the Building Teams podcast. Use the code PODCAST10, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-0, when checking out for any Teams Global course for a 10% discount on your order. Sign up for a course today. Welcome to Building Teams with Teams & Co., where we explore how leaders can empower their teams, achieve ambitious strategies, and deliver an exceptional customer experience. Views expressed by guests are their own and may not reflect the views of Teams & Co. Everybody, welcome back to Building Teams with Teams and Co. We are starting off season three, so really excited to be back with everybody. We're going to do something special to kick off season three. We're going to start with a couple of episodes all about the Teams and Co. family and what we do behind the scenes. So you're going to hear from Mike Vaglis, you're going to hear from Claire Morgan, and then we're going to have a couple of fun episodes on our kind of year in review and then what to expect or what we think we can expect out of 2020. Two. Yes, 2022. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to keep that in or if I want to edit it out. Either way, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, in the new year, we're going to have great guests um, and our guest lineup will be back in full force. We're starting off as a sneak peek. We're starting off with some great entrepreneurial support organizations and talking all about startups. So we encourage you to join us. But in the meantime, today's episode, we're going to be speaking with our Typically our co-host, but in today's frame of mind, Mike Vagalis, founder of Keepsake Tales. Mike, welcome as a guest. Hey, guys. It is awesome to be here as a guest seeing you guys. It's been a couple weeks since we've done one of these, so it's awesome to be back. And um, just so excited to, to talk with a building teams audience about the massive part of my life that is being the founder of Keepsake Tales. It is my baby. Uh, it's it's my thing. I, I love it so much. So I can't wait to have the opportunity to to share that huge aspect of my life with uh, with the awesome listeners of this podcast. Also, as a special guest, we've got Clara Morgan, who typically is behind the scenes on all of our audio and visuals. But Claire today is going to act as our co-host and help me interview Mike. So welcome, Claire. Hey, thanks for having me. I apologize ahead of time if my dog barks. <laughs> going to be great. All right. So, Mike, tell us all about Keepsake Tales, what it is, what, what you work on at Keepsake Tales, and uh, how it keeps you busy outside of uh, all the work you do at Teams & Co. Yeah. Tracy, thanks for, uh, for the question. So, Keepsake Tales, uh, we make the most personalized children's books on the planet. Our vision is to show every child that they are one of a kind and intrinsically valuable. And we've created this hugely aspirational brand promise, which is that every child, regardless of what they look like, will see themselves as the champion of a keepsake tale. So I started the business in 2019 with my co-founder, Aaron Burchick, and it has been a labor of love. It's something that we have learned a whole lot. We've uh, we've taken our lumps for sure, but 
Uh, over the course of the past couple of years, we have launched several books. We did that initially with uh, this just tremendous customer discovery journey where I went out and met with and interviewed literally hundreds of people and heard stories like, you know, my, Mike, my child's never been able to see herself in a children's book before because she has Down syndrome and they don't make books for kids like my daughter or my son has a darker skin tone than is reflected in 99.9% .9 of children's books. It's really hard for us as a family to find books that represent my child. And what we started to learn was when children don't see themselves represented in the content that they consume and especially in the books that they read, that they start to have these really deep questions about value and self-worth. And they start asking, does my life matter or do I matter? And the hypothesis that we've been proving out for the past two years is that when we can show children that they are the champion of their own story by creating a more personalized children's book where they literally can see themselves in the role of protagonist, it's a really powerful way to communicate to those children that, yes, in fact, you do matter. In fact, your life has infinite value. And those things that make you different should be celebrated, not, you know, we, we shouldn't look down on kids because of the things that make them one of a kind. So that's a, a brief summary. I would be lying if I had, you know, said that we had figured it all out completely, but we've just learned a tremendous amount and, and we're really excited for the future. That's awesome, Mike. And it's um, it's just a great story. And I, Mike and I met uh, a couple of years back now at uh, One Million Cups, an entrepreneurial community event, and, and Mike had presented. And uh, it was just really great to meet Mike. And we got to know each other over time, which is how we stayed connected. And, and he joined Teams & Co. But I think one of the things I'm most impressed about, Mike, is, is your work, not only on the children's book and all that goes into that. And I, I do want you to explain that process because it's a really cool process that you know parents or other loved ones can and can personalize a children's book to to show children as the as the champion of their story. I think you partner with a, an amazing group of organizations who are also equally committed to to helping make children the the champion of their story. And so maybe you could t tell our audience a little bit about those organizations and and how you work with them. Yeah, so I'll contextualize it a little bit just by giving you a little a little background into where where we've been as an organization and 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 in that talk through a lot of the other great organizations that we've been fortunate to partner with. So I started the company with with my co-founder Aaron in September of 2019. We had both decided to to jump in and and do Keepsake Tales full time. And so we hit the ground running and said, we're now incurring this incredible opportunity cost of not earning what we could really, you know, by having quote unquote regular jobs or real jobs. So we launched our first book just weeks after um, we launched, and it was just a shoestring and bubblegum together backend operation where uh, we worked with a digital art team. And the process that we established was go to our website, upload a photo of your child. And then we actually worked with digital artists who manually created an illustration that was representative of that child. And it was, to use nice language, it was a suboptimal process, I would say. But it allowed us to, to validate that when children see themselves in the pages of the story, they, they feel valued. And we started hearing stories like, oh my goodness, my daughter has never seen herself represented in this story before. She literally will not go to bed without her book under her pillow. Uh, and we heard stories like that on repeat and it was just such great validation that yes, this, this does work. Now we need to fix our process 
but the sort of product market fit, if you will, we had a strong hypothesis that it was there. So uh, in 2020, we had these grand aspirations that we were going to close our first seed round in Q1 of 2020. You know, a couple of things happened. One, it's far more difficult to raise a seed round uh, than I had initially expected. Two, COVID hit right when we were closing diligence or about to close diligence with one of our first investors, and it completely shut off all investment pipelines. So going into the rest of 2020, it was a huge challenge for us saying we have this great conviction that this product or this idea is really valid, but we don't have any resources to make it happen. So we tested a second book that fall of 2020, and we did a slightly more streamlined, very different design. And we said, you know, we don't have any marketing budget. So how are we going to get out there and market this? And that's where, Tracy, we we started to onboard a lot of these partnerships that you talked about with mission-aligned, largely nonprofits across the United States from a tremendous organization called No Barriers, who works a lot with people with disabilities, to Gigi's Playhouse, who's a leader in childhood Down syndrome. Uh, they're fantastic. And the National Down Syndrome Congress. And we just worked with these great organizations as a mechanism to help us share our message and, and our stories as an opportunity with the customers that that they serve. So that got us really through 2020. And, you know, in that, I think it's important to note, I have been personally just broken so many times on this entrepreneurial journey where I've had just my foundation rocked based on the challenges that you're faced with, right? There, there was once where we were the runner up in a business competition. You know, we were this close to winning $50,000 and that would have been revolutionary at that point. And it broke us that we didn't get that. But in hindsight, it forced us to continue to persevere and do things in even a suboptimal way. And in hindsight, we look back and we're like, man, if we had earned that, or if we had gotten that seed round when we wanted to initially, we would have spent it totally in the wrong way. So for us, th there's been a lot of blessings that have happened through the brokenness. So sorry, that was a really long-winded answer, but I wanted to give some context behind what, you know, where we started and, and where we've been. Well, as the guest on the podcast this week, Mike, you're allowed to give as many long-winded answers as you want. <laughs> it's different than being the host. So you can uh, <laughs> you can expand. And I'm I'm sure it's really, you know, for our audience, really valuable to hear, right? We we all listen to so many podcasts where it sounds easy to start a business, right? You're like, oh, everybody's doing it. Like podcasts, like oh, everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's got a business. This is the cool hip thing to do. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And and a lot of times that hard story is kind of glossed over and that, you know, the nights that you're staying awake trying to figure out how to streamline a process or how to make revenue or, you know, how to get your first investment seed around, those are all really difficult and and it's refreshing to hear your honesty and your background in terms of hey yeah it's a it's a long journey but it's also one that can be incredibly fulfilling and it's one that you can make an incredible difference i mean i think we can all we can all look at the mission of keepsake tales and say what a what a wonderful mission right to to be able to empower children and and give them that self confidence uh, it's it must be very rewarding at the end of every day, getting those letters from parents and from children saying this is their favorite book and it's the it's the thing they want to read before bedtime. I, you know, I think that that's a that's a really special story. And now let's hear about the wonderful people that support this podcast. 
Are you spending more time managing your accounting than you are managing your team? Maybe it's time to bring on a professional to help you. Michelle Trotz and her team are an accounting and consulting firm that specializes in contract accounting, outsourced CFO and consulting services. They give you the time that you need to focus on operating your organization. Give the Michelle Trotz CPA, CFE, PLLC firm a call today to schedule your free consultation at 828-280-2530. Again, that's 828-280-2530. You don't have to run your organization alone. Michelle Trotz is your partner in accounting. You know, from from my perspective, you know, we we kind of talk a lot about teams, obviously, and you know that because you talk a lot about teams with us. But maybe you could talk a little bit about being part of a co-founder team and and what that looks like in terms of how do you, you know, partner with Aaron and how do you guys leverage both of your individual skills to to make a stronger team and and what does that look like at Keepsake Tales? Yeah, our team has transformed a lot even over the past seven or eight months or so. My relationship with Aaron, I mean, I think of her as my sister. It, it's it's become such a, I can't imagine solopreneurs. I couldn't do it. Um, there's been so many times where I've been having one of those weeks where I just feel like I don't know how I can possibly go forward anymore. And it sounds corny and cliche, but it's those times when I can really lean on Aaron and then vice versa, where we've been fortunate to have had sort of oscillating weeks where weeks when she's sort of that really down, I can sort of be there to, to, to be a support. I think it helps that, it, I mean, Aaron's got the most amazing husband. He's fantastic and, and is such a support as well. And then I've just been blessed with uh, Brittany, my wife, is we wouldn't be here without either of them either. But having a co-founder for me, I just think is so important for that reason. But then also to your point, complementary skill sets. So Aaron comes from a totally different background than I do. Um, she is a children's book author. She's led design projects with illustrators. And she's also a marketing whiz. And so she's got a lot of experience building businesses and marketing campaigns from the ground up. Whereas I come from more the sort of traditional corporate finance MBA sort of background. And it's really taken both of those to, to get us through the first hurdles. And it's been such a cool thing this year, uh, Tracy and Claire, to actually now have more people than than me and Aaron, we've got our first investor uh, is this woman named Shauna, who's an IP attorney. And Shauna has filed our patent, and she's just a tremendous legal resource. We've got some great advisors. I'll shout out Mark uh, Granville is an amazing advisor. And then we onboarded designers uh, like Christina is our lead designer, who's been a true thought partner in helping us come up with our truly innovative idea. And then our technology partners, um, we got really, really fortunate. We we did finally close that first round of investment earlier this year. And as a part of that, onboarded uh, these technology partners who are also investors in Keepsake Tales. And we're now at a point where we have all the right people and we're all able to leverage our unique strengths and and come together as a cohesive unit to to do something that truly is category shifting. We got the greatest team. We would expect nothing less of you actually being a part of the Teams and Co team for you to have an exceptional team. So we're we're glad that you checked that box and uh, and built a great team. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Mike, your your team sounds great, and and I'm super excited that you know I always love getting the updates about Keepsake Tales and how things are going. And 
you know, I'd love for you to share a little bit with the listeners about the the kinds of books and storylines you've created so far, and then also kind of a little bit of a glimpse of where you're going. So now that you've got this great team in place uh, and things are starting to move, I uh, would love to hear about the future of Keepsake Tales as well. Yeah. So the easiest way to get a sense of what we do is go to our website, www.keepsaketales.com, and you get a really good sense. So I talked about our our vision and our brand promise earlier. And so the way that our process works is as a customer, you you can go onto the website and upload a photo of your child, click the big blue get started button and uh, upload a photo. And we've actually trained this really cool uh, machine learning algorithm to recognize face shape, eye shape, hairstyle, skin tone, hair color, eye color. Does the child have glasses or freckles or hearing aids or cochlear implants? Um, are they in a wheelchair? And it will auto-populate a character that is representative of, of that child. And as the customer, you have total control over what your character looks like, what that representation of your child looks like. So for instance, if I uploaded a photo of my daughter and if I uploaded a photo with her hair down, but 99% of the time she wears her hair up, I can change that. And so it'll auto-populate based on the picture that you uploaded, but I can still change it and, for instance, put her in in a ponytail. Um, And you don't need to start with a photo. Uh, We realize that some people don't want to start with a photo and and you can, you know, start just sort of from the ground up. But it's a slick process. And when you approve the character, you can then go and and see that character integrated throughout our stories. Um, This year, at the time of this recording, we've got two stories in market. One is called The Bear Hug. And it's this really neat story that shows the child literally going on this round the world expedition and meeting kids from all over the globe. And the point of the story is learning that regardless of where a child may be from, they're also awesome kids who you can get along with and play with and and just sort of speak this language of play. And then we've got another story called The Legend of the Starfish, and it puts the child in the role of the protagonist of the story where... It's based off of Lauren Isley's classic poem, The Star Thrower, and you know the classic story of a child on a beach, and the child picks up a starfish and throws it into the ocean and, and says, oh, well, I made a difference for that one. But the cool thing is you can go through and you can see the character that you approved integrated into every page of each story with their names and, and everything else integrated so that as a customer, you have the opportunity to review the product before you click purchase, which is a huge difference from where we were 12 months ago. So, yeah, and Mike is underselling this. I'm going to interrupt him. It is it is incredible this system, and and also knowing the background process of it. So, as Mike's talking through that, you can customize the image of your child or the child that you're putting in the story if it's a if it's a different relative or a loved one. It's quite incredible, and also I've spent a lot of phone calls hearing about the the arduous process of review. And the amount of effort that you and the team put into it in terms of really making sure it was representative. I can remember many phone calls between us where you were looking at thousands of hairstyles. And I'm not making that number up as like a fake uh, over-exaggeration. Literally, it was like, we're looking at thousands of hairstyles. And so I think it's just really important to capture that because the thing I've been most impressed about with you and Aaron and the entire team, and, and obviously I don't know the entire team, but just your thoughtfulness to the detail and trying to include as many children in the process. And I know you have a lot of future plans about how you're going to even increase that inclusivity, but the the thoughtfulness and the attention to detail as you're going through a lot of these processes 
to your point, you could skip some of them, right? Like maybe you don't get to preview every page. You just get to preview one page. But I think your team's done a tremendous job at really trying to kind of have that extra level of quality. So I just want to thank you for all that effort, but also just kind of recognizing it because I don't think people also realize how much goes into some of these processes and they look super easy on the front end, but there's a lot of a lot of late nights reviewing a lot of data to to make all of that work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it, you know, when we talk about on this podcast, how many times over the past year, the importance of vision for an organization, and we really intentionally chose this crazy aspirational vision to show every child. That doesn't mean some children. That doesn't mean the most easily depicted children. That means every child. And that's a, a vision that we will be chasing forever. We know that we're not there today, but we know that we're better than anybody else in the market. So we have, for instance, recognized these huge market gaps where children with hairstyles like afros and braids and cornrows and dreads, those hairstyles are not depicted broadly. Even in other, before us, the best children's book or personalized children's book companies, the market leaders in this space don't have a wheelchair option. We do. They're, the children with Down syndrome have never been able to see themselves represented because they have a different uh, just eye shape. And so we today are better than anybody else in the market. But the cool thing is we've made so many decisions and we've had to be really intentional about thinking, how do we build a business model and structure from a design perspective, from a technology perspective, from a team building perspective, everything that allows us to ladder back to that vision. And the cool thing is, one of the cool things is we've got, we are 100% reliant on customer feedback. And we've got throughout our site, multiple places asking customers for feedback and saying, you know, if you're not able to see your child represented today, for instance, we know that we'll be creating assets for children who have prosthetics or who may have leg braces or uh, different skin tones. We know that we've got a ton more hairstyles that we need to add in order to to fulfill our our vision. We need our customers to to be providing us feedback so that we can act on that. So it's really exciting. That that's one of the huge areas that we'll be moving forward is saying today we are more representative than anybody else, but we know that's just the beginning uh, on a very long, lifelong probably journey towards towards trying to fulfill that vision. Mike, how did Keepsake Tales approach gender uh, to make sure that every child could feel represented and have a story include them, uh, regardless of whether they identify as male or female or non-binary? Yeah, uh, it's a really important question, Claire. Thanks for for asking that. It's something that our our team has uh, wrestled with a lot with how we, you know, how we live into our vision in the case of gender nonconformity, and we we came up with what we think is a really powerful option. And you're you're right, Claire. When you look at our competitors, there's two options. And what we know based on our deep customer discovery is it's such a polarizing issue. And generally, there's a politically liberal camp and there's a politically conservative camp generally. And you know, one, one camp would say, if you don't have a third option, you're not being inclusive. And that's true. Like th there are children who we would not be accurately representing them without that option. On the other hand, th there's this whole 
group of people that have said we would never purchase from a company if they suggest that there's more than two genders. And so for us, we've had to step back and say, we, in order to fulfill our vision, we can't just be serving children who have conservative parents or children who have more liberal parents. We want to serve, we must serve all children. And so what we've done is actually what we think is a, it's turned out to be a better option in a lot of ways. We've removed gender from our choices. So every child has access to all hairstyles, which is the largest. When you look at our character builder, generally it's the hairstyle that would connote a gender um, just based on the the visual depiction of, of that child. So every child has access to all of the hairstyles. And actually the result is by pulling pronouns he and she out of the role of protagonist, the result is the child's name is in the pages so many more times than if we had chosen to actually use uh, gendered pronouns. So it's a really interesting option. It, it, it's been a it's been a challenge for us to struggle and say, how do we how do we solve this puzzle in a way that doesn't alienate us from a segment of of our population? And uh, that's what we came up with. So I, I appreciate the question, Claire. And and again, the the vision is just we got to serve all kids, and we think this is the best option to to help us get there. Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah, and Mike, I think it's it's interesting. What's coming through loud and clear from you is that you're really dedicated to serving children, right? And the children are your core customer, so to speak, even if they're not the ones that are purchasing the book. But you really want to give each child the opportunity to be that champion. And and I think you're you and the team seem to be taking a thoughtful approach. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about how do you I mean you you speak a lot about data and just knowing you on the Teams and Co side of things. You're like our data guru. Um, if, for all of you who listened to the John Jones episode, I thought Mike and John could have talked about data for about three more hours if we let them. <laughs> um, so Mike, I just I would love your kind of perception of as an entrepreneur, how has like qualitative surveys, you know, discussions, kind of, you know, informal feedback, as well as quantitative data helped you and Aaron and the team kind of focus on how do we serve the most children that we can? That is such a huge question. I'll start with when we first started, it, it shaped the problem that we were solving, which then led to our vision statement, which has informed every decision that we've made. When we first started, I thought we were solving a screen time problem. I've always loved books. And I you know, saw this thing where I was like, man, I feel like kids aren't really reading anymore because they're spending a lot of time on the phone or the iPad or whatever. And in doing that discovery, we actually started uncovering those learnings that, that we heard where it's like, actually, screen time is not the core problem we're solving. The core problem we're solving is value and self-worth through underrepresentation in children's books. That's our problem. So on one hand, and that was qualitative and quantitative. We, we did a, a mix of in-depth interviews and, and surveys. And we, like I say, we, we have been f- uh, fundamentally reliant on customer feedback from each of our previous two book sales, where we've taken some we would not be here today if we hadn't gone through and learned from our customers in both of those circumstances. It's also informed our go-to-market and our distribution as we think about our business model, where we've traditionally thought of ourselves as direct-to-consumer e-com, and that will always be an important, a critically important part of what we do. Um, but it's also helped us to uncover some new market segments and some different and new uh, customers that we had never you know, really thought of before. For, for instance, we're testing more of a B2B2C business model by seeing if we can serve actually school photographers 
as our primary customer and then families as the end consumer um, because we did a lot of discovery in that market and found out that school photographers has this problem where about 85% of their annual revenue comes in the months of September and October and a little bit in November. And we've said, you know, the end product that they have, the school photo, would be a really interesting, like that's the input that we use to create our product. So what if we could solve a, a seasonality problem for that market? So your question is huge, Tracy. We use data, both qualitative and quantitative, and and it's informed literally everything that that we do. And just something that I'd echo back to to founders, you know, the single biggest reason startups fail is because the founders get hooked onto some vision and invest a lot of time and money solving a problem that nobody actually has. So while it's important to stay true to the vision of the organization, you got to make sure that the vision of the organization is something where there's an actual market need. And you can only do that by quote unquote, getting out of the building and actually talking to people. That's awesome. Well, Mike, now I think we're all excited about the, the launch of your, your newest book. So maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about how they can find the book and how they can order the book and how they can make it a great gift for a, for a child in their life. Yeah. Uh, thanks for asking, Tracy. This is a, a, a big couple months for us. We're, we're gearing up for the holidays here. So I uh, would encourage everybody to go check us out at keepsaketales.com. Um, when you're there, go, go through the process, go through the character builder. You know, I'd encourage you to try the, the photo upload process just because it's really cool uh, to see what the technology does. If you don't want to upload a photo, you don't need to. But then go check out the stories and flip through the pages and you can literally read each page of each story and, and make sure that it's something that you would actually want to gift to a child in your life. And if it's something that you know you think would make a, a great holiday gift, would encourage you to to put in an order. And because yeah, we we just love the the building teams family would love to to give out a discount. So you can get ten percent off by putting in discount code Teams ten. That's T E A M E S ten, and that'll get you ten percent off uh, your whole order. And the only other favor that I'd ask of this community is uh, again, we take feedback seriously. So in the FAQ section on our page and in uh, the character builder. If you don't see something that you think should be there, let us know. Uh, we, we, we really do need to know that. And then please just share us with your friends and family and loved ones. Um, we're, we're trying to grow, obviously, as quickly as we can. And in order for us to serve our, our vision, we need people to know about us. So uh, <laughs> please spread the word. And I, I really appreciate it. You guys will be getting more updates about Keepsake Tales here as we go. but. Uh, Appreciate the opportunity to to plug my uh, my my baby. Yeah, we uh, we will definitely uh, obviously share it in our show notes and on our social media. And I'm sure our listeners are really appreciative of a of a Teams ten discount code. That's exciting. Thank you, Mike. Um, but Mike, seriously, thanks for sharing this story. I I know every week we we come on the show and we talk about Teams and Co and Teams Global and and. We wouldn't be anywhere where we are today without you on our team. And as I hear you talk about Aaron, that's a lot of the ways that I think about you in terms of our team. It's just nice to have somebody else to brainstorm with and think about strategy with and, and build an organization. And so I thank you for being a part of the Teams & Co family, but also just I'm so excited for the Keepsake Tales story and so excited to see how, how quickly it's going to grow. And just, you know, so, so inspired by the mission and the vision of the organization in terms of helping children become the champion of their story and, uh, and really building an inclusive way 
for all children to see their value and, and, and be excited about being that hero, right? I think that's just a really valuable message. And so thank you to you and your team. And, and thanks for being our guest instead of our host this week. Uh, it's so much fun. I could uh, I could literally talk about Keepsake Tales and I have for uh, many hours, um, but I know that we don't have a have time for that. So yeah, I'm just excited to to continue to share updates with with this awesome community and um and to continue to to grow the the building teams podcast as as we go. So it's gonna be a very exciting year. I can't wait for season three. And yeah, this is awesome. So um Tracy Claire, as always, it's awesome seeing you. This has been by far my favorite meeting of the day. Um and yeah, just can't wait to to get this out to the listeners. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you do with it. Uh, if Keepsake Tales ever needs audio and video help, uh, I know a guy I can get you in touch with. <laughs> yeah, we can follow up after this interview. I'll give you his uh, email. That would be Claire at notterly.com. We will uh, definitely take you up on the offer for weekly updates as we start season three. And I, I have a feeling we'll get a great update on the what to look forward to in 2022 episode. So, uh, so thanks, Claire, for being our guest host this week. And you're up next. So next week, we'll be talking to Claire about Notterly and all of his work there. And uh, Mike will retake uh, and reclaim his position as co-host on the Building Teams podcast. But uh, we are so excited for season three and, and really appreciate you joining us today. And we'll see you next week. And in the meantime, check us out on YouTube. Rate the podcast. You can always uh, give us a star rating and leave some comments. We love hearing comments from guests. And then if you have a question, you can always hit us up at hashtag AskTeams, T-E-A-M-E-S. So thanks again for tuning back in for season three, and we will see you soon. See you guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to Building Teams with Teams & Co. To learn more about the latest thinking on how to empower your team to deliver exceptional results or to book a consultation, please visit us at teamsandco.com or follow us at LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Mention of particular products or services and participation of a guest does not imply an endorsement by Teams & Co. The information provided is for educational and entertainment purposes and should not be taken as professional advice. 